Hey guys, this is PJ from Conspiracy Pilled, and I've got something really great for you guys today. This is a bonus segment from our Unhinged series over on Locals.com. You guys can go to ConspiracyPilled.Locals.com to get extra weekly content, bonus episodes you're not getting anywhere else, and the full audio podcast that you couldn't get anywhere else as well. So please go over to ConspiracyPilled.Locals.com, check it out, use the code WELCOME from now to the end of November to get a free first month, and check out what kind of content we got going on over there. With no further ado, check out our episode on Atrazine and the Gay Frogs. Hello and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Pilled Unhinged on Locals. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. So this uh, this episode and the one that's going to be following it have a little bit to do with our uh, <laughs> our logos, our mascots, right? So I yeah yeah. What, I, what do we got today? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So I don't know if people understood what the frog was. I thought the rainbow eyes probably gave it away. But if you didn't know, there's a very famous clip of Alex Jones saying. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. They're turning the freaking frogs gay. And I think if anybody could attribute one quote to Alex Jones, that would probably, it'd probably sound a little bit something like this. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's become a meme. It's become a joke. It's everything. But what if I told you that Alex Jones might have not, just not only been wrong, uh, but that this conspiracy might go much deeper than the simple quote they're turning the freaking frogs gay would suggest. So, you mean the truth is crazier <laughs> than Alex Jones? The, the truth on this one is legitimately actually crazier. Alex Jones, I don't think, went far enough in this, and he's been lambasted. It's on every one of those top five craziest things Alex Jones has said. Top t- uh, and some some of the times are like top five. Uh, insane unfounded conspiracy theory like all the stuff like it's always it's not true right all the alex jones is either crazy or it's not true or it's only partially true but it's not really true i think that that's pretty misleading so i want to get into this uh clip a little bit and break down are they turning the freaking frogs gay okay all right so this actually comes from october 16th 2015 when alex jones was talking about a globalist takeover and left to psyops and he starts listing out ways that we're under chemical and biological attack. So with that um, preface and with a little bit more of the clip, obviously not the full thing, I just want to kind of give this a little bit more context before we break it down and see what exactly he's talking about. Because if you just take they're turning the freaking frogs gay as a sentence by itself, it does sound kind of nuts. So let's look yeah. at uh, let's look at this clip here. <laughs> you think PCP some horse tranquilizer, something <laughs> they got stuff that'll whack your brain permanently. Brain chips in the trips. They give the trips special vaccines that are really nanotech that already re-engineer their brains. Now there it is, the gay bomb. Look it up for yourself. I mean, this is what they're, what do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I'm like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Okay. 
Damn it. I just dropped a bunch of stuff off the side of here. I need those articles. Somebody give them to me. <laughs> so more more or less crazy in context. It's kind of funnier in context, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's still pretty great. Uh, you, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Alex Jones is just is just freaking hilarious. I need an assistant so I can yell and throw things off the table. Then be like, I need those. <laughs> just get your husband in here. Just be like, all right, pick up all that stuff. How many, how many mics do you think Alex Jones has broken in the course of his show? So many. I've seen, I remember he used to have that one that would sit on his desk and he'd like grab and shake it. Like, you know, it's like get all crazy. <laughs> anyway. So did you, you probably noticed on the screen there, he had the, the article pull, pulled up about the, the gay bomb, which is, have you ever heard of the gay bomb? Never in my life. All right. So let's get into what he's talking about first with the gay bombs. So this is from a 1994 Wright Laboratory in Ohio uh, produced a three-page proposal on a variety of possible non-lethal chemical weapons, which was later obtained by the Sunshine Project through a Freedom of Information Act request. So <laughs> the gay bomb or the halitosis bomb, which are formal names for two non-lethal psychochemical weapons that a United States Air Force research laboratory speculated about producing. So again, this is kind of like, um, oh, what's the other one that we've talked about before? The Project Northwoods. Not, not pr maybe not implemented, but definitely in the planning stages, right? Okay. So they had theories that involved just discharging sex pheromones over enemy forces in order to make them sexually attracted to each other. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Air Force, hard at work. Uh, in both of the documents that were released in a FOIA request, the possibility was canvassed that a strong aphrodisiac could be dropped on enemy troops, uh, ideally one which would also cause homosexual behavior. And the documents described the aphro aphrodisiac weapon as distasteful, but completely non-lethal. Uh, they they're using <laughs> using. This this is great. Using brain imaging techniques, Swedish researchers have shown that when homosexual and heterosexual males are presented with two odors that may be involved in sexual arousal, their brain arousal, their brains tend to respond differently. So they've actually isolated out which pheromones that they can drop over people in order to make them little flamey, little flamey. So, but PJ. I've been reliably informed that everyone who's gay was definitely, definitely born that way. Definitely always born that way. And also if they're always. trans, they were born not that way. And I, I don't yeah. know. I still don't understand that one, um, which is part of this, by the way. We're going to get into that. But uh, yeah, so they actually, like I said, Swedish researchers have shown that uh, there is different pheromones that can make you have different sexual arousals. Um, so there's no, according to... To the, to the articles, there's no uh, well-controlled scientific study that's ever been published suggesting the po uh, possibility of pheromones causing rapid behavior and changes in humans. So maybe not rapid, but maybe maybe over time. Uh, but uh, we'll wait until the end, until and you can tell me if you trust the EPA's definition of well-controlled scientific studies, because that's where this whole thing is going. Um, and that brings us to what he... So he goes from the pheromones, the gay bomb, which was definitely theorized, and there's some science behind it, to talking about he doesn't like how they're putting chemicals in the water. And what he's talking about with chemicals is atrazine. And we know this because Alex Jones was later on Logan Paul's podcast uh, to clarify his statement. Now, is this the, the gay frog that you were talking about? No, this is not the atrazine gay frogs. By the way, you pull up major universities, folks. And I'm not against gay people. The point is, is that atrazine artificially... It demasculates men. It overfeminizes women uh, and causes cancer. And where is that found? Where is the uh, ac uh, 
whatever you're saying. Atrazine Tom? is basically in all of our tap water. It's in everything. We're just inundated. In it. So, so you believe? Don't that- believe me. Don't believe me. I was covering like ten years ago. Uh, a Berkeley study and then a South African study and a UT study going, wow, look, almost all the frogs don't now want females. They want to have sex with males who don't produce eggs so that frogs are dying. And I said, it's making the freaking frogs gay. So the- now is this the. Yeah. So <laughs> this, I, this is one of my favorite things about Alex Jones. Like he's always better in my opinion when he has someone like there to kind of like, like as yeah. a handler, you know what I mean? He needs a handler. He kind of needs a handler. Like I like off the off the rails Alex Jones because it's it's great. It's hilarious. But like when you get Alex Jones to sit down with someone and have to explain his crazy, you know, his crazy thoughts, he never he doesn't sound crazy so much anymore. Like I I didn't think he sounded that crazy on the times he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast or with Stephen Crowder and obviously there with Logan mm-hmm. Paul. Very different Alex Jones we're seeing, and he's explaining <laughs> explaining is what sounds like craziness, which makes the memes. Um, which probably yeah. also helps him sell his show. So I, I'm I'm sure part of it's uh, I, I'm sure he likes it when the uh, crazy headlines get out there a little bit. He's a character. He is a character. He's a character. So what what is atrazine? This is a a pesticide that's mostly used on cornfields, and it gets into the drinking water through agricultural runoff. Uh, and this is not again. This isn't coming from Alex Jones or conspiracy websites. This is coming from all kinds of studies that show an estimated. 33 million Americans have been exposed to atrazine through their taps. Uh, yeah, 33 million. Uh, so they they start to ask the question, you know, after they pour it on the cornfields and it gets into the water, then they're like, hey, maybe we should figure out, is this dangerous? Uh, the EU thought it was because in 2003, they banned the use of atrazine. And there's a wide range of studies that identify it as a human carcinogen as well as an endocrine disruptor. Um. And then, but, but, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, I'm sure. It, mm. Right. But what about the frogs? Cause this is what we're really interested in. We're not interested in it getting into your tap water. Yeah. We don't care about people. being an endocrine, endocrine disruptor and a, a known carcinogen. The frogs, we, we found that there's an increased estrogen production in frogs, decreased fertility, gonadal deformity, altered sex ratios, complete sex reversal and hermaphrod, hermaphroditism. From atrazine, which is in our drinking water. So when you say <laughs> born this way, may, maybe not. Maybe maybe there is something going on. Maybe there's a reason why there it went from a two percent LGBTQ AIP two squared plus rate in the 1940s to like 20% of people identifying as that today. Maybe there's, maybe there's a reason. I don't know. But uh, to, to figure that out, we, we have to turn to the research of a Dr. Tyrone Hayes who published a paper with, and I'm not making this up, PNAS. <laughs> well, I call it, I call it PNAS because it's, that's the acronym. It's the Proceedings of National, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And they, they shorten it down to PNAS. PNAS. PNAS, yes. So according to a paper published with PNAS uh, titled Hermaphroditic Demasculinized Frogs After Exposure to the Herbicide Atrazine at Low Ecologically Relevant Doses, very specific headline, uh, instead of describing the study beyond the straightforward headline that I just read you, let's let Dr. Tyrone Hayes uh, explain this. We have a whole family of animals where we've eliminated the female chromosome. Specimen 01. These animals that we know are genetic males 
have been exposed to atrazine for their entire life. And many of these genetic males now are turning into females. You can see he's got eggs that kind of look like they're in a sack. These are actually yolked eggs ready to be laid. What's happening is you're skewing sex ratios. You can get genetic bottlenecking, which can cause crashes. And quite frankly, if you're a genetic male, it'd be nice if you developed as a genetic male. And now we have a chemical very common in the environment that's effectively sex reversing animals. We have a whole family of animals. Yeah, so that's a little bit of, of the studies from uh, Dr. Tyrone Hayes. What do, you, what do you think of it when you see that? So is it, is it just the male frogs that this is happening to? It seems to be. It seems to be feminizing them, yes. So I think it's, I think it's just affecting the male frogs. Essentially, it's turning them into to female frogs. And, and, but nothing's happening to the females that are exposed to the same? I'm not sure. I'm, I feel like from what, it, from what, well, we can get into it a little bit more, but I feel like it's kind of like if you introduce estrogen to, to women. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just more... It's it's moving in one direction is what it seems to be. I'm not sure because okay. I haven't seen studies on female frogs, but in the male frogs, it's showing that some of them have, you know, testes and eggs, or they have a complete sex reversal, or you know, lots of different things. Like I said, from from studies that were published before 2002, before uh, before atrazine came under review, we had other studies also citing increased estrogen production, increased estrogen production, decreased fertility, gonadal deformity altered sex ratios, complete sex reversal, and hermaphroditism. So I'm guessing it has to do with the the increased estrogen production. Um, also, like I said, this is an endocrine disruptor. This is something we know about this. Um, and in 2002, atrazine came up for review. Uh, this was right around the time of the PNAS paper. Uh, the P <laughs> I feel like the P is silent and it's just NAS. No, I think it's PNAS. Yeah. I think I think I think that's how they want it to be pronounced. Look, it's not my fault if you came up with a silly acronym. I'm just going to read it the way I see it. PNAS? Um, hmm. <laughs> is it like is it like uh it's like pneumonia? Pneumonia? Yeah. No, it's pneumonia, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just saying it wrong. Um oh. yeah, it's not my fault that people don't know how to read. Uh, so this is this is around the time of the PNAS paper, the 2002 review. And in its first review, the EPA used 17 carefully selected studies on atrazine, and 12 of them were funded by a little known a little company called Syngenta, uh, who happens to be the manufacturer of atrazine. Uh, Yes, 12 of what? the, yeah, so there was well over 50 studies on atrazine at this point, including Tyrone Hayes' study, which was excluded from the EPA's evaluation, as well as a study that uh, showed 21 ponds of frogs where atrazine was seeping into the water, so a study in nature showing this was happening in nature as well, not just in the laboratory setting. Those were excluded, 17 carefully selected studies, 12 of which were funded by Syngenta, the manufacturer of atrazine, and still only two of these studies found no adverse effects. Wow. So even most of the, uh, the Syngenta-funded studies showed adverse effects from uh, atrazine. Even, even when they're paying people off, they can't quite get them to be like, well, it's completely safe. And yet somehow... Yes, somehow the EPA said that though there is sufficient information to formulate a hypothesis that atrazine exposure affects gonadal development in amphibians, the current research does not support a definitive conclusion. 
That's their quote from the EPA. So, yeah, sufficient information to show that it's possible, but we're going to say that it's not definitive. Um, and uh, so after that, they said that there needs to be additional studies to replicate Tyrone Hayes' works. And guess who gets the job to study atrazine? The, the, the penis people. <laughs> not, not the penis people. <laughs> that's, that's just a paper that they publish with. That's the Proceedings oh. of National Academy of Sciences. Syngenta gets, Syngenta. Syngenta gets the study. They put together, and, and not only do they get to, to conduct the studies, they're the ones who put together a good laboratory practice guideline on how to study atrazine to be considered by the EPA. So in order for the EPA to even consider your study on atrazine, you have to follow Syngenta's guidelines on how the study is to be conducted. How? Yeah, so so Syngenta literally puts this together and goes, EPA, will you just take our work, call it your own, sign off on it, and like, that's good. So now Syngenta gets to decide how other people study their product in order for the EPA to look into it. This is incredibly corrupt. It, incredibly. It's, it, and it gets worse. All right, so that was just a segment from our unhinged episode on atrazine and the gay frog. So please, if you want to support us, if you want to get the full episodes, if you want to get more content, go over to conspiracypill.locals.com and use code WELCOME from now to the end of November to get your first month for free.